the biggest strategy that I put in place is to teach people how to trust themselves. Because anybody that comes into my office, anybody that goes to a therapist, anybody that seeks somebody out to help them understand something already knows the answer. Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 27 of Improv is No Joke podcast. Thank you very much for downloading this episode. Today's guest is Janice Cohen, who's a licensed clinical social worker and the author of the new book, The Intuitive Therapist. Now, don't let her title and the book scare you off. This is a very interesting interview, and Janice does discuss how CPAs and business leaders can use their intuition to better connect with their clients and customers. Our discussion focuses on one of the main concepts in her book, our intuition, and how to better use our intuition in our daily lives and not to ignore our intuition. In the interview, Janice discusses a seven-step method to develop your intuition, and those seven steps are, step one, intention, visualizing the desired outcome. Step two, awareness, noticing what you see and taking in what you see and viewing it as valid. Step number three, imagining. Accept what you see without giving into thinking, logic, or common sense. Step four, documenting. When something happens, write it down. Step number five, trusting. Allow intuition to reveal itself to you and become more aware of it. Step six, acting. Take action on your hunches, your feelings, and your flashes of insight. And finally, step seven, validation. Acknowledge your tuition and make a commitment for it to be part of your daily life. Now, I've known Janice for over 25 years, and I can personally vouch that she has these wonderful intuitive gifts, and her life goal is to help people. So listen to this interview with an open mind and explore these concepts in your life. One of my goals with this podcast is that it'll help you begin to make changes in your work and personal lives so you can better connect with others and create meaningful business relationships. Many people have said that it takes 21 days to start a habit, but it takes a lifetime to keep that pattern. That's why I created the Yes And Challenge, to help keep these principles in front of you so you can build up your improvisational muscle. To sign up, please go to my website, petermargaritas.com, and scroll down to the SN Challenge Call to Action and click to register to begin building the productive habit of Yes And and the principles of improvisation. And remember to share your experiences on Twitter using the hashtag YesAndChallenge. Now, if you're unaware of what the SN Challenge is all about, I discuss it in great detail in episode zero. So go back and take a listen. And remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on Google Play. Well, the holiday season's in full gear, and if you're looking for the perfect gift for your team, I recommend purchasing my book, Improv is No Joke, Using Improvisation to Create Positive Results in Leadership and in Life. You can find it on Amazon.com and on BarnesandNoble.com. 
If you'd like to purchase more than five books, please email me for volume discounts at peter at petermargaritas.com. Well, with that said, let's get to the interview with Janice Cohen. Hey, everybody, Pete Margaritas here, and I'm real excited to have on my podcast today, Janice Cohen. I've known Janice for a number of years, and she has just published the book, The Intuitive Therapist. Janice is a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I did read her book. I found it fascinating, and I'm looking to hear more about it from her perspective. But first and foremost, Janice, Thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy day to spend some time talking with me. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is great. And I am also so proud of you that you wrote this book. I know we talked years ago, a couple years ago when I was doing mine and you had just started writing your book. And it it sounded like to me that it just all of a sudden big groundswell and, and you were able to get it complete, I think a little bit earlier than you had planned. Yeah, actually, probably the last six months before I submitted it to my editor, which is like this major intense writing commitment, and then everything seemed to come together. So it's great. That's great. And it's out on Amazon.com. Uh, so you can go purchase. I, I suggest, highly suggest that everybody in my audience go out and purchase her book. It is an interesting read. And so my audience can get a chance to know you just a little bit better, Jess. Can you give us a little bit about your background? Absolutely. Well, I'm a native Atlantan and uh, love the South, lived here all my life, and uh, went to the University of Georgia for undergraduate and graduate school, and uh, been a therapist for the past 25 years. I've worked in a number of settings from private schools to community mental health to group homes, and uh, been in private practice for the past 17 years, uh, working with kids, adults, families, and couples. As a, as a traditional therapist. And then about eight years ago, an amazing thing happened. My intuitive and psychic skills opened up and then my practice completely shifted. So the intuitive psychic skills, we're all, we're all intuitive and I want to get into that in a little bit, but the psychic part is really what's transformed not only my life, but my practice and how I work with my clients. I am a clairvoyant, an empath, and a medium. That means that as a clairvoyant, I see images, words, people, past lives, places connected with my clients, as well as I see their energy, uh, see their emotions, I see their personality uh, without them even having to tell me anything. Uh, and then I, as an empath, I feel what they feel. Uh, it'll e- either show up literally in my body or metaphorically as a representation of what they're going through. So that in itself has transformed how I've worked with clients. Um, and now I do what's called intuitive therapy. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Other than, what prompted you to write this book first? I love sharing my knowledge. And I really wanted people, I, I, actually my clients have been asking, when are you going to write your book? When are you going to write your book? I got to learn, I got to learn. Uh, even the therapist that I've supervised are like, you have to put everything down in a book. I'm like, you know what? Yep, I am. My my goal, really, one of my purposes here on earth is to teach other people. And um, what I've understood is in all my past lifetimes, that's been part of my, my purpose as, as a healer. And so I really wanted people to get an, a sense of who I am, 
how I got to this point in my life, what I've been through, but also to really give professionals and lay people, lay people strategies, really, really effective strategies about how to get in touch with the major driving system within them, which is their intuition, but also some real tried and true strategies about how to problem solve on your own. I am addicted. I am obsessed with helping people end their pain and suffering. I will do whatever it takes to help my clients achieve happiness. And that all of that together was really the impetus for me writing this book. I want therapists to know how to do what I do so that they can help their clients faster and more effectively. And that was that was the 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 purpose of this book. Wow. So you, you mentioned about eight years or ten years ago something happened that opened did you recognize these these psychic skills? Uh, what was that, what was that event? It was amazing. It it started with one one session at a client come in, uh, and they were talking about one thing, and all of a sudden, these things came out of my mouth that I could never have planned on. It was as if somebody said, "Janice, say somebody's coming in with this symptom, that symptom, that symptom. What would you say?" And what I actually said was not of me. I knew it was not of me because it came through me. Uh, and I couldn't possibly have known the specifics of what came out other than something outside of me. And then it went to the next session with the person and the next session with a different person. And they were making progress within 20, 30, 60 minutes that I, I had seen in three, six months to a year. And it, it blew me away. And at first I didn't know what was happening. I had no idea. I just all of a sudden started to be able to pinpoint with like laser-like accuracy what the heck the root of the problem was and then offer very specific, unique strategies to my clients. And then as I, I, I began my spiritual journey about, uh, about 17 years ago, as a matter of fact, we kind of through this zigzag of meeting different people, reading different books, studying on my own. I was able to connect fairly recently within the last, you know, eight, seven, eight years with uh, like-minded spiritual people. And then I learned that I have these gifts. And then through, through my exploration uh, and then being around these other gifted people, you know, here I was. I'm a clairvoyant. I'm an empath. I'm a medium. That's kind of how it evolved. And then it just became this automatic way of working with my clients that I couldn't, I couldn't deny any longer. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, can you share some of the things that you've helped, your clients have come in with, with these problems and, and how you were able to provide, how were you able to help them with your skills? Can you, can you describe something along those lines for us? Yeah, uh, a client will, will come in, uh, if I'm doing a, a reading, a psychic reading for them, or even a session, I'll say, you know, I'm struggling with this, what what kind of what do I need to know? What next steps do I do I take? And what happens is prior to them coming in, uh, I get into a, a channeling state. So I'll meditate and I'll set myself up and my ego, I'll, I'll, I as Janice will move out of the way and then uh, we'll kind of be open to channel information. And the minute we start identifying what it is that they want to know about, I'm literally shown things, whether it's words or images or places or things. And so I start sharing that. And 
I start getting additional information that helps them understand almost immediately what it is they're struggling with. So I literally see things. That's, that's the bottom line. I see things that clearly identify the challenge that they're going through, which to me is crazy amazing. I, I still am blown away by it, um, but I love it. It's so exciting for me every time somebody walks into my office. I, I can imagine so, and I have known you for a very long time, and I've, I'm, I've, I read your book cover to cover, and I learned a lot more about you than I ever knew before, and, and right now with this conversation, uh, I, I'm learning more, and I guess the one question I have in my mind, what do you, what do you say to the skeptics? Who go? Oh, that's just you know. Well, she can't see anything, or 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 does that even c- come into your concentration or, or or thought process? You know what? I I I love skeptics. To be very honest with you, I've had many of them sit in front of me, literally saying, "I don't believe in that you can do what you do," and they have an experience and and they're converted, so to speak. I have no problem with people not believing. I, I know that I don't need to convince anybody of anything, to be very honest with you. Um, I'm real clear about how I do what I do and what it is. And I understand that skepticism really only comes from a place of being unaware. There's fear connected to that, too. So anybody really who is what I call a five-centered person, a thinker, who really works through life in terms of processing thought, uh, facts and stats and, and provable, provable supportive elements isn't really going to align with how I do what I do, let alone believe it. So I always get tickled, especially when I meet other therapists or other professionals and they say, Janice, what do you do? What do you do for a living? And I say, well, gosh, you know, I'm an intuitive therapist. And that's, that always piques people's interest. And I get tickled. I start getting that tickle <laughs> because I know that the majority of people I talk to, they just, it, it will be the minute I tell them I'm a clairvoyant empath and medium, along with being a veteran therapist, it's literally like the air gets sucked out of the, the room or the, the space we're in. <laughs> and uh, then there's no more conversation because they don't know what to do with it. So I don't mind that. I laugh. I get excited about that because it's just, it's just how the world is. Everybody's on a different path. Everybody has a different level of awareness. But what I know is that once you experience my gift, you're forever changed. You can't deny that it's, that it's true because I'm shown things about you that I could never, ever, ever know simply by tapping into your energy. So when you were describing this five-sensory five individual, I think you described a lot of my audience, which or accountants, or CPAs, or, or, or business leaders, uh, but in your book, you, you you talk about you talk about the sixth century. Could could you talk about that? Absolutely. The the sixth sense. Everybody's heard the movie The Sixth Sense. That is when you go beyond thinking, and it's really connecting with what what is called the higher mind, and beyond the typical five senses uh, of evaluation, so to speak, or experience, uh, sight, sound, taste, touch, smell. So um, the sixth sense is all about kind of going within and then receiving information outside of yourself. So whether it's through spirit guides, angels, that kind of thing, but really the sixth sense is all about that intuition, that internal power center that guides you, that gut instinct, that, that sense of something. And so 
six sensory people kind of live in that flow of trust in the universe that uh, what I sense, what I feel, what I know uh, that isn't brought on by thought is truth. And so um, I actually made that shift. I was very much a five century therapist, uh, very clinically oriented, focused on certain theories and ways of doing things. Uh, and, and then through my own spiritual evolution, was able to be guided to living from an intuitive state. So can a five sensory individual learn more about how to be more intuitive or is this just a, a gift that we have? Look, everybody is intuitive. You can develop it more, but the, the very cool thing, and I write this in my book, is that we use our intuition all the time. Every single person does. You may not call it intuition. You may not recognize that, it, that it's intuition, but we use it all the time. And I give, I give a number of examples in the book, and I'll just say one, for example, uh, you know, let's say you're about to leave the house. You see your umbrella on, on the table, and like you hesitate. You look at it. Should I bring it? Should I not? You decide to bring it. And then, lo and behold, uh, you know, you walk out and it's raining. Or you leave work and it's raining, and had you not brought your umbrella, you'd be drenched. It's it's things like that. It's everybody has a capacity to use their intuition. We do it all the time with decision making. It's that gut instinct. Okay, so it's like gut instinct. But is there is there ways that if, if somebody out my audience is listening to this and going, yeah, I, I've got that gut instinct, but how how can I strengthen it? How how can I get you know more in touch with being? more intuitive as, as bringing it to the forefront of my mind versus buried is, is just by doing that and being more of aware of things that are happening around you help strengthen that your intuition. Yeah, I think without a doubt, I mean, I have a, I have a seven step process that I teach people. One of the first things is to really have the intention of noticing and connecting with your intuition, that vibe, that gut instinct. And then the second step is to be aware, to be aware of everything around you and within you. You know, we all have that uh-oh feeling, that's intuition. Uh, and to be, to be aware of signs, whether it's a song on the radio or a number that you see on the clock repeatedly or something that comes up on your Facebook feed that reinforces something you were thinking about, it's that, that's the awareness. And the third step is to imagine, to be in a space of kind of fun and fantasy being open to receiving the messages. And I tell a lot of people in the, for the fourth step, it's kind of like to really validate that your intuition has that strength and that ability to, to guide you and lead you in all the right directions is to really write down your experiences. So let's say you have, you're at the stoplight and you happen to look down, and all of a sudden you look up and you see this sign that basically says everything is okay. Had you not followed that gut instinct to look up and used your free will to stay looking down at whatever you were looking at, you would have missed that sign. And it could have been, it could have been the very thing that you needed to see that day. So the, the fifth step is acting. It's, it's taking what you become aware of. It's noticing what's going on and just going and doing, following it. It's following through with behavior. And then, of course, the sixth is to trust. Trust what you get. So much of what five-century people do with intuition is they immediately discard the, the immediate sense that they get. 
Yeah, no, that was just a fluke. I can't do that. Uh, what if it's wrong? I didn't realize that was intuition, they say. And then the last is to really live in a space that validates that your intuition plays such a key role in your decision-making, um, your relationships, your job, how you show up in this world. Intuition is it's the basis for, for everything. So uh, with transparency, that after I did read your book, uh, I have been trying to follow the, these steps. In my case, just trying to be more aware of my surroundings and, and, and writing things down. And it's been an... It's been an interesting exercise over the last week or so on some things that I, I'm 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 seeing I'm 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 feeling that I'm, that I'm writing down that I, I know I wouldn't have written it down in the past. So I'm trying to I'm in the process of trying to collect this data uh, over over time and see if I can see some patterns out there. You know, as I say, even within my book, you know, how many days does it take to create a habit? Well, it's about 21, but it's a lifetime to maintain it. So I'm trying to start that habit. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be more aware of my surroundings, be more aware of my intuition. Because I, I know I've, I, there's times like that. Yeah. Now, I, 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 when I meet somebody for the first time, uh, if I get if I get that really weird feeling, uh, I I follow that. I, I follow my gut when I when I meet people, uh, or sometimes sometimes when I meet people that I get this really great feeling about. You know, it, it it seems to work work out that way. Is this is this how you help your clients? You, you make them aware. What once once you get their buy in per se, uh, and, and they become more aware of this, and you say you make huge strides within that first session. How many times after that do you see that person, or, or what type of you, you mentioned strategies? What type of strategy do you put in place? Well, I'll tell you what. It, I, I think the, the biggest strategy that I put in place is to teach people how to trust themselves. Because anybody that comes into my office, anybody that goes to a therapist, anybody that seeks somebody out to help them understand something already knows the answer. So I, I approach all of my clients, whether I'm seeing them for a psychic reading or whether they're a therapy client, I approach them with the knowledge that they already know what they need to know. They just need to talk it out, hash it out. They need some, some sort of validation or affirmation. And so I lead with that. So my goal is to get my clients to trust themselves so that no matter what decision they have to make, whether it's a momentary decision or a uh, uh, life decision, that they are so comfortable with trusting themselves and who they are that that becomes easy. Um, so beyond that, it's kind of what, what do you have going on? And I go, I, I go with the flow. And then I'm also guided about what next steps to take, what questions to ask, how to use my skills as a clinician um, to help them. So adaptability is a big piece in this. As you say, with go with the flow, be flexible, uh, things along those lines, correct? Absolutely. You know, it, it's one of those awareness. With awareness, there's no agenda. And, there, and I find that even, no matter what anybody does, if you have an agenda, it's going to compete with somebody else's. So if you're, if you're being of service, even with CPAs, you know, you're being of service. People are coming to you for you to fulfill a service. If you're caught up in only how you do things, only your idea of what should be done, you're going to miss a whole heck of a lot. And there really isn't that much of a personal connection. Uh, and so to be present, to be aware, 
knowing that really you're here to serve your client. Uh, you may be uh, a driver in terms of the direction that the client goes in, but you're there to serve them based on what their needs are. That's really, to me, how you get good at anything. How you are the most effective is if you're you're present with your client. Yeah, if you're present, I, I love how you, I love how you use the word present, agenda, uh, and you're indirectly using the word the ability to listen to your client and that and that being present. And and I, I know you've read my book, which is all along the same lines of, of principles of improvisation. And and just really, it's I like how you said this. You're serving your client. It's not about you. It's about them. And the more you make it about them the more trust, the more respect, the, the stronger the relationship becomes and, and can grow versus, um, you know, it, it's it's either my way or the highway. Uh, you don't, you don't grow a business that way. You, you don't, you don't grow, a, you don't grow a country that way. You, you got the ability to use your intuition, the ability to use your knowledge and experience and be flexible and adapt to given situations really is, is the key. Uh, and, and I guess life today. Yeah. And I, and I, I talk about this in my book, first of all, to be able to get your clients to buy in, you know, there's the no like, and trust factor. If you really want to maintain your, uh, your clients in any service industry, they have to feel like they know you, they know what you're about. And so there is a personal element that they could see themselves having coffee with you or telling you some of the some of the the deeper things that are going on with them. Look, not anybody, not everybody can can establish that kind of rapport, but it'll sure carry you far and wide uh, with clients who could possibly be ideal uh, referral sources. Uh, and then, of course, they got to like you. They have to they have they have to see you as likable, right? Right. And then there's the trust. Then they offer that trust. So if you can share space with them, if you can be present, hear what they need. Um, again, any service industry, your your practice, your business will, without a doubt, grow, and so will you. Well said, well said, my friend. And this is just based on my curiosity. What pointed you in the direction of becoming a, a, a licensed clinical social worker? What what pointed you in this direction of of therapy? Well, I'll t- a few things. I grew up <laughs> in a household of therapists. My father is a uh, veteran clinical psychologist. One of my sisters is a counseling psychologist. Uh, my other two siblings are not, and my mother is not. But we grew up uh, very therapeutically, so to speak, where we were we learned how to express ourselves and, and learned about all this. But I also truly, uh, when I was a little kid, even just very little, I remember this story that my and I remember being there. My mother reminds me of this story when I was probably about five. There were these two kids that were playing in a pool. We were on vacation. Both had water pails. I thought they were fighting, arguing. So I went up to them and I said, oh, no, boys. And I got both pails in the face. So, you know, <laughs> at a very, very early age, I'm intervening, right? I want people to be okay. Don't fight. Um, but then then as I went through different experiences in my life, I realized those those they have to have some sort of impact in my life. It can't just be I experienced some negative things and that's just it. Uh, and so my understanding about how to use my life experiences ended up really serving a purpose in terms of the quality of work that I do. Uh, I've just, 
understood that I, my path is to learn, to teach, to, to, to learn, to grow and to teach. And that's just been the pattern. So I feel like it's just been a shoe in from many, many past lives. Uh, and then just kind of come into fruition in this past life, doing it in the, in the way that I do it now. So it's been a great journey from birth, uh, being being in, in that household with your father being a therapist and learning, and 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 it's just guided you all along this this path. So, how is your business to stay today? And I don't mean exactly today, but have you been able to grow your business over the last? eight years since you've really become in, in, in touch with your intuitive self? It's been amazing. Once I owned that part of myself, and then once I combined them, it, it just, it, my whole practice shifted, and it ended up being this, this niche practice that is growing. Um, even people are seeking my kind of therapy out because they, either they've spent years and years in therapy, and they've kind of exhausted the resources with that therapist, or uh, as many people are doing now these days, they're becoming more spiritual. They're really, they want to discover that other part of themselves. And, and then they want this complementary therapeutic aspect too. So fortunately, people are seeking me out. Um, even even uh, therapists are looking for supervision to move forward in this kind of direction. So it's beautifully grown. And, and I, I'm just so grateful. It's exciting. I could never have predicted that I would be doing this in this way, uh, but it just fits. It, and you can tell it in your voice. Uh, you've got so much passion in, in that voice, and I am so happy that your business is growing. Uh, I know we talked years ago, and you were kind of, I don't think you were quite there with the intuitive side, and you were a little bit struggling with the practice. And uh, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you that you have found this, and, and then you've been able to uh, help a lot of people. Now, I'm going to ask a lay man, a lay, lay person's question here, because I, I don't know. Do you have to be face-to-face with someone in order to do your type of intuitive therapy, or can it be done uh, through other means of technology? Oh, yeah. I, I have worked with people all over the world. Uh, I do not need to be face-to-face. All I need to do is connect with energy. In fact, I was able to do a reading for somebody uh, in India via private message on Facebook. And uh, it goes, goes to that, that extent. I've worked with people in Italy. Just all I have to do is connect with your energy, uh, and I'm immediately, I can immediately channel. So you know, ge- geography and location, there's no, there's no limitation, which is great. So I get to help more people, which is awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's, that is really cool. And, and I, 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 I would say, I, I, have you connected with me? And if you have, please don't share it on, on, with, my, <laughs> with my audience. And, and, and two, if Your you're, secrets are safe with me, I promise. And, yeah, and, and we don't have that much time. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, that, that, is, that is so outstanding, Janice. Uh, is there anything you'd like to leave with this audience before we wrap up? Uh, maybe a thought or... Or, or something to help them uh, to think about on a daily basis? I, I think the biggest piece is to know that everybody has the gift of, of intuition within them uh, and to really look at, look at your life and see where 
where you've used it before, where you've trusted your gut and how it's worked out. I know that no matter what happens, it's the result that's meant for me or for you. Uh, and to really tap in to this gift, I, I don't care what you do for a living, how successful you are, there's something, some part of your life that isn't exactly right. And if you would be able to lean into your that intuitive side, that, that uh, wisdom within, that voice that says, you know what, I really think we should do this. It truly will change your life. And I want people to feel as, as strong and empowered and courageous as possible in their lives to, to make decisions from a real centered and whole place. That's outstanding. And if somebody would want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? Yeah, um, you can do it uh, directly at uh, Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. You could call me, uh, 404-558-3971. Uh, or you could go on my website at JaniceRCohen.com. And it would be my pleasure to uh, to read for anybody or help them. That's wonderful. Well, Janice... I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time. I, I love learning more about you. I, I absolutely loved your book. Uh, and it made me think in different ways, which I always love to do. And, and thank you for taking the time to, to write something and, and try to continue to help people. So thank you so very much for that. Oh, thank you, Pete. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Anytime, my friend. Maybe next time I have you on, We'll see if I take a little chance and maybe you can do a reading for me. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> okay. We'll do. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as it relates to developing your intuition so you can connect better with your clients. I highly recommend buying her book and applying these concepts to your life. After reading her book, I'm currently working on the seven-step process to developing my intuition, and I'm beginning to recognize more how my intuition interacts with me. Remember, you can find her book on Amazon.com and on BarnesandNoble.com. Now, this was a fun, thought-provoking interview, and I hope you enjoyed it. If so, I would greatly appreciate it if you would write a review on iTunes. I think Janice would appreciate it as well. Now, in episode 28, I interviewed Jamie Richardson, who is the Vice President of Government and Shareholder Relations at White Castle Systems, Inc. So until the next time, use the principles of improvisation to help you connect with your intuition and your intuitive self. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.